Welcome to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream, the show dedicated to fun, practical mental performance strategies for your golf game. Join mental performance coach Jamie Glazier and co-host Ross Flanagan as they discuss how to manage your mind in one of the craziest sports there is. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. My name's Ross Flanagan, your co-host. Sitting here in Melbourne and up there in Queensland in a T-shirt is Jamie Glazier. How are you, Jamie? Welcome back. Great to see you again, even though it's virtually. Good to see you, mate. Thanks, Roscoe. Yes, up here in uh, in typically sunny Queensland, although it's been raining the last couple of days, but uh, I certainly can't complain because I'm in a T-shirt and it's uh, a lot warmer uh, than what you guys are experiencing down in Melbourne, but also from a, a COVID lockdown point of view, it's uh, yeah, it's a different world up here than it is down there currently, unfortunately. Well, they do say in everything, timing is, is everything, and uh, you did get up there in the nick of time, as did Jackie. And uh, yeah, we're down here in Melbourne, but you know what, Jamie, we're still playing golf, mate. And yeah. even though it's a little different, we're now playing golf in masks, we're playing golf in two, we're still playing golf. And I have experienced, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks since you know Melbourne went, or Victoria, or Melbourne, sorry, went back into this uh, new lockdown, the amount of people that just are very appreciative of mm-hmm. that fact, especially yeah. compared to the time previously when we weren't allowed to play golf, that yeah. they can accept where we are, that we have to be locked down and uh, you know now wearing masks and all that sort of thing. But the fact that they've still got their golf just means yeah. so much to so many people. And today, you know, I, I woke up this morning and I wasn't due to play golf. I hadn't booked in, which is you know pretty much mandatory. There's no more rocking down there and just going out there on the course like, you know, we used to, practice yeah. range close. But I booked in. Uh, for a little nine-hole session and went down there. I was just playing by myself and had a really interesting time out there on the course. And I think some of the things that I experienced today relate to the area that you want this podcast to talk about, and that's the area of gratitude. I had that moment, you know, after not being on the course for a while of sitting around the back of the fourth green. Uh, I was by myself. I was the last one out, four balls, just chipping putting, using some of the techniques and, and strategies that we talked about in the previous podcast, The Art of Putting, which was a great one for me. Uh, you know, let's talk about my putting for a second. You know that I'm usually sitting here with five or six putters beside me that have got all shapes and sizes and lines and aids on them. Yeah. I took the blade out today. The blade, no line, every putt rolled beautifully, looking at the ta- looking at the target, not looking at the ball, looking at the target, just putting that into practice and just trying to develop this sense of feel. Yeah. Now, when I jumped over to the side of the green with my 54-degree high-bounce wedge, you know that's the area. The listeners know that's the area. That's the challenging part for me. Once again, back to the art of amnesia, the art of putting, the art of just picking a target, yeah. just, just remembering that sort of stuff. And I just felt happy. I just felt happy in, in the face of you know having a few challenges, work and lockdowns. I just had this moment of happiness and the ball just started coming off the face really nicely. The ball started landing on the green within the vicinity of where I was looking at, rolling up somewhere near the hole, no flubs, and I was overcome with this feeling of happiness. And to me, I was very grateful of that time just to be out there. I miss the time that we get to spend together. Uh, There's Wednesday wellness sessions 
are very, very, very beneficial and I miss yeah. spending the time with you. But I just had this feeling of, of happiness and I guess it meant something. I, I, I yeah. left the course, I rang Alex, I told her that I was feeling pretty happy, I told her how much she meant to me and uh, and I guess, you know, I was probably trying to get into the mode of preparing for, you know, a session based on gratitude but that's that's how I felt, Jamie. Does that, does that sound like gra- being grateful? Does that sound like appreciating the space that I was in? Does that sound like, you know, I was yeah. being in a gratitude sort of oriented space? Yeah, look, definitely. And, you know, this... This podcast, you know, I wanted to have this gratitude podcast this week because there's a couple of triggers this week that really, again, for me, show the importance of gratitude. And, you know, obviously the listeners probably know I'm, I'm, I'm a big gratitude person. But, you know, first and foremost, uh, Jackie and I are up here in Queensland. We had some beautiful weather last week and we've been going on a walk sunset and sunrise walk every day and we would on a sunset walk we would just say three things that we're grateful for to one another and you know that's something uh consciously doing it every day is really sort of highlighted a few things that i was attaching to that i maybe hadn't attached to in the past and just the appreciation for certain things was was fantastic and and then the thing that really stood out to me was Lydia Ko put a post up uh, during the week and she wrote a letter to her 15-year-old self. Now, most of us golfers know the journey that Lydia Ko's been on. Um, you know, I think turned professional, won her first LPGA event at 15. Um, I think was a number one at 17. They're about around that time, you know, uh, it was ridiculously young, yes. Yep, around that time, and then won a major not long, her first major not long after, and obviously that's a lot to, to, to lump on a, on a teenage girl being, you know, the face of, of global golf, and, you know, she was phenomenal. And she sort of struggled a bit for a couple of years, and uh, the letter to herself really showed the power of gratitude and, and the power of, you know, self-identity, you know, separating golf identity and athletic identity, oh, sorry, athletic identity and self-identity. And, uh, you know, she, she, the letter she wrote, I, I just really, I absolutely loved it because it had so much for her to be grateful about, which is ultimately what got her back to playing some really good golf over the past year or two. And, you know, the other one for me was listening to Gabby Ruffles uh, on a podcast last week just talk about her US amateur win last year and how Gab entered that. She had to go to qualifying for the event, got into the event in a playoff, uh, and she was just so grateful to play her first US amateur. She didn't have any goals. Uh, Gab's not a big goal person anyway, but she was just so grateful to be competing in her first US amateur and just so grateful to experience what that event feels like because the US uh, GA just put on a great show in any of their events. So Gab spoke a lot about gratitude that week and then she kept progressing and even when she got to the final, just, you know, the gratitude around being in in a US amateur final and uh, the gratitude for her was really one of the states that was driving her patterns of behaviour during the week. And, And I wanted to talk tonight about when we when we start to go through some of these gratitude type processes, it has, you know, three, four, five, six different uh, positive sort of impacts on our mental and emotional well-being that 
that really are big drivers for, you know, first and foremost happiness, but then ultimately performance as well. So, you know, I think that's, you know, that was those couple of points um, and as well as COVID lockdown and, and what we're going through and what you guys are going through in, in Victoria and Melbourne at the moment, another reason why we all should really just tap into that gratitude type of process. Um, it's, uh, I think it couldn't be a better time for it. Yeah, well, the COVID thing is is very prevalent here in Victoria, but it's still very much a global thing. You know, all the different parts of the world are still in various states of yeah. challenging situations. It's, it's by far from gone. And you, you don't have to, you know, look at too many posts on Instagram or social media or whatever to, to see that people are, you know, at times still fairly challenged by the confines that this virus is putting on us. So that's bound to at some stage have an impact on, you know, your your mental state and, you know, it's becoming very much talked about uh, down here and, and I'd encourage yeah. anyone, if anyone needs to reach out to anybody to talk at any time, just do that. You know, it's it's never too late to talk to someone about how you're feeling, just putting that out there as a little side statement to, towards gratitude, um, not towards gratitude but towards just looking after yourself out there. And, Roscoe, can I just yeah. jump in because I, I think I just want to say one thing on that point because you make a, a fantastic point. Um, what's really important in this moment in time is a lot of people are feeling really down and a lot of people are having this really negative cloud sort of just sit a, a sort of above themselves and one of the things I think that's stopping a lot of people from talking is they perceive that their life is not bad enough or their situation is not bad enough for them to feel this way. Um, and I just want to let everyone know that it doesn't matter how good your situation is and how good your life is compared to what other people are experiencing. That doesn't take your license away from feeling down, feeling uh, flat and feeling like you need to talk just because you're not in one of those poor situations. So I do encourage anyone, if you are feeling slightly flat or, you know, really flat, no matter how good you have it compared to others, to still reach out and talk because you have the right and you have a license to to feel the way you do um, and to seek help and seek a, uh, a friend to talk to. So, yeah, I, I encourage everyone to, um, to, to, to talk because, you know, as you said, Roscoe, it's, um, it's a period of uncertainty in everyone's life at the moment that um, we can really sort of feel this way. So, um, yeah, it's a great point you made. Just made me think about something that happened fairly recently with and. There are a lot of people who, you know, talk about practising gratitude and for some people, you know, hopefully this podcast can give a little bit more of an insight into what it means and, you know, some of your strategies on on how to implement it in your day-to-day life, weekly life, how it will impact you and can benefit you in a golfing sense but a personal sense. But one of the people that I know that is very big and you know too because he's been on the podcast um, or he's been on one of your Facebook lives is Dennis yeah. Armfield. Massive, yeah. massive, insightful young man on personal growth and, and you know personal well-being. It's a very much of a passion of his. I had a game of golf with Dennis not last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before. Once again, just the two of us down there yeah. at St Andrews Beach, and we very much did that. We very much just talked about what he was going through, and we just chatted 
by two blokes out there on the golf course and yeah. it felt great. We we didn't really care about the, the the scoring and the golf, but it just felt great. And in in hindsight, it was a it really was an opportunity of two blokes to come together and have a chat and and just hang out for a bit and yeah. shoot the breeze. Yeah. And it was it, yeah. was it was a very powerful day in yeah. in, in hindsight. Yeah, that's great. No, look, it's there's there's, there's got to be there's got to be more of that. Like there really does. I mean, I'm going to say the ladies have had the fortune through the years of of being able to have that relationship with their girlfriends, where you know they can open up and tell each other what their struggles are, and they and they help one another greatly. Um, and you know, Nikki from you know Fairways Birdies, that type of a, an environment is is so good. I think us guys, we need to create environments that are more blokes opening up to one another, chatting, you know, saying what they're struggling with and just, you know, lending an ear to a mate to, to be able to just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a shitty spot. Like, I, you know, this is happening at work or this is happening in my relationship or this is happening in my life that, you know, it's, um, I'm struggling. Um, it's okay to struggle, you know. It's, it's okay to not be okay. Um, you know, we really do need to just keep fostering that, that, that message of talk get on the phone and talk to someone. Well, my little session today around the back of the fourth green there at Peninsula Kingswood with uh, three yellow golf balls and one white golf ball and a 54-degree wedge very much brought me back to a position where, you know, it was very grounding. If that's my way of practising, you know, and spending some time with myself in a gratitude-type environment for me, what does it yeah. look like for you? How do you practise gratitude? What are some of the, the things that people can do to put in place some gratitude-based practices that are going to benefit them in their life and, and also then take it into their golf. Yeah. Look, I think there has been a little bit of a misconception around gratitude through the years um, with some of the clients that I've sort of worked with and, and things that I've heard is that people think gratitude is just sitting here and going, I should be so happy with what I have and almost throw the white towel in um, for wanting or asking for more. And that's not what gratitude is at all. Gratitude is making sure you take the time to acknowledge either the things that you have in your life currently or the things that you've done and achieved, the growth, the progress that you've made, whether that's in a golfing point of view or a uh, personal point of view. It's just being grateful for the things that you have, the people that you have or the growth that you've had, but also the reason why gratitude is so powerful is because it does provide you with a boost of motivation, of energy uh, that can help you to ask for more, pursue more and, uh, and achieve more. And that's not materialistic things. That's just continuing to grow and develop from a skill set point of view or from a personal or professional point of view. And the gratitude is that, is that process that boosts that motivation, increases happiness it reduces anger, increases empathy. It, it, it does so many things that help to push us to achieve more and actually improve our performance. So for me, you know, I would have my, most of the listeners might know my Friday afternoon gratitude session. I'll have a, uh, I'll, I'll pour a scotch and I'll have a cigar and I'll sit out there and I'll just look back on the week that I've, that I've had, um, whether I've had a really productive week, whether I've performed you know, at a, at, a, at a level that I would like to see myself performing at. And if I haven't, I'm okay with that because it's a moment to check in and reset for the next week 
It's a moment to go, okay, what do I need to do differently next week that's going to help me to achieve what I want to achieve? So it's, and what I said before about reducing anger and increasing empathy, it does that in ourselves as well. It helps us to become more empathetic with ourselves so that if we're having a bad day or we've had a bad week, to show some empathy to ourselves and not beat ourselves up and be so self-critical. So that's, you know, the real power for gratitude for me is, it really helps to create a, a much healthier and more more empowering relationship with ourselves. The golf course really is a good place to be able to sit back and do some thinking about you know, gratitude and, and reflect on the week that was and you know some of the, the the way that you might want to look about channeling some of that power and progressing to the next level or putting it into practice. It really is a really nice place to be, to be doing that. I couldn't think of, and obviously we might be a little bit biased because we love golf so much, but I couldn't think of a better environment or a better sport to match gratitude with because it's, you know, you're out in nature, you're, there's a social element to golf, there's a, a companionship, a sportsmanship element to golf. There are so many things that golf provide us that um, bring to us that, that enhance our life. But when we're driving in, in the car on the way to golf and we're fearful and scared of failing or we're putting pressure on ourselves to perform, that's doing the exact opposite to what gratitude and appreciation uh, is, is doing. So, and again, we're not saying these things about saying, I'm so grateful to be there. I don't care what I'm going to do today. I don't care about my score. It's not saying that at all. It's using gratitude to help place you in a better state of mind and a better mental and emotional state that is going to help to foster a higher level of performance. So, yeah. Well, it certainly worked for me today. I, I, I'm pretty pretty confident of saying that, you know, the the chipping part just it clicked. It clicked, you know, like a little bit of technique. There was a little bit of technique thought that went in and, and I channeled. I really, you know what, I really started to think about when was the last time that I had, you know, chipped the ball really well. And I reflected back and not wanted to sound like name dropping, but, time when I had uh, beside the green chipping lesson with the great Roger Cleveland, who yep. was is one of the nicest gentlemen in the golfing industry that you could ever meet. Yeah. A legend, you know, the designer of the modern day wedge. And we were I was very fortunate to be invited to have, you know, entertain his company. And he watched me flub several chips. And without a breath, he was showing me what to do. He was try, taking me through some techniques and he'd just have a ball in his pocket. He said, right, do it yeah. again. Yeah. And and he, he gave me the chipping lesson. And that was basically the time when I last felt the most comfortable with the technique part. And I just went back to that. The chipping started to work. And you know what? I've gone from, you know, not having a game of golf in two weeks, hitting half an hour's worth of really good chips, to all I want to do is go and play golf tomorrow. Yeah. I want yeah. to go I want to go back and, and, and put that into yeah. into match ready, you know, production. Yeah. Because yeah. I felt good. Yeah. I felt great. Yeah, and I think I think one of the biggest things too from a gratitude point of view that when people practice it, they start to notice a change in behavioural patterns or emotional state, uh, reactions to things. And um, what gratitude does, as I said before about it, increases happiness and uh, increases uh, appreciation for, for what you're doing. It, it actually helps to diffuse uh, the disappointment around outcomes. Now, if we can diffuse that, then the art of amnesia is really one where we're trying to forget it. But if we can diffuse 
what that poor outcome means to us, then that's going to help us dramatically during around the golf. So, you know, that's one of the, the, the great things about gratitude is it helps to diffuse all the other negative, unproductive emotional states uh, that we may access during a round of golf or just life in general. So, you know, that diffusion is such an important part of uh, of performance because we can't get rid of poor performances. They're just part of part of golf, yeah. um, whether you're the number one player in the world or, you know, you're, you're, you've got a handicap of 45. You're going to hit poor shots and play bad rounds and, and have bad holes. That's just natural. So if we can diffuse our response to those things, that's a big bonus. Let's reflect back to the Lydia Co article for a moment. What were some of the key points in there? She cited a number of examples of things that she does and things that she values now. What were some of the key things that she cited that you took away from that that really has shown the shift from a young 15-year-old Lydia Co, number one in the world, to and she's only 23. Yeah, she's, yeah. Was only, she's written a letter for herself to herself eight years ago. Yeah. Just got a driver's license. Yeah. What were some yeah. of the things in there that you thought, you know, yeah, I can see she's on the right track? Yeah, well, I think, you know, the, the definitely the – she mentioned a lot about being grateful to play at the level that she's playing at, be grateful to have the opportunity that she has as a person. Now, she spoke about being herself where, you know, just talking to volunteers, interacting with the crowd, you know, that's her personality to – to do that and she lost that quite a bit so you know for her one of the things that really stood out was that Stacey Lewis moment where she's coming down in her last three or four holes in uh, her first LPGA event um, her first win and Stacey Lewis is saying to her come on you can do this keep going keep going and one of her competitors is sort of rooting for her but actually emotionally and mentally supporting her in that moment that was huge for her and now she's looking at that and going if I can if I can interact with a volunteer or or interact with a young fan and do something nice for them she will be able to repay give back to the game in the same way that Stacey Lewis sort of gave to her so but those behavioral patterns are more being true to herself as a person not as a golfer but just that's who she is, such a loving and kind and caring person. She's now going back and, and, and really reconnecting with who she really is. And I think for me, you, you, you can never go wrong when you do that. The part where she said about the volunteer and she, I think she referenced in there and not worrying about what people might think or what it looked like. Yeah. yeah she yeah. must have had so much pressure on herself to, to have to think about that she had to behave in a certain way, to look a certain way. Yeah. And now realising yeah. that, it must be so freeing. And, and yeah. then in the latter stage, stage of the letter, she, she talked about, but you know what, the most important thing are the people around you. Yeah. If, yeah. You've, if you've got the people around you, your family, your friends, yeah. and you love them and they love you, yeah. that's, that's the platform. That's yeah. it. That's, that's your that, foundation. That's the foundation and the rest yeah. is built under that. Yeah. And, and, and it reminds me, sorry, it reminds me of a, Back in 2012, so a while ago now, Jackie was playing a big poker tournament in the World Series of Poker. So um, she was on the final table and it was played over, you know, a good four or five, uh, maybe even more, five or six hours, the final table in Vegas. And 
it was really interesting. She had a break, went into the ladies' bathroom. There was a janitor in there cleaning. And when you're on break, everyone goes to the toilets because they're playing for two hours and they only got, a, you know, a 15-minute break every two hours. So Jackie's washing her hands and Jackie was, you know, very friendly with the janitor, striking up a conversation with the janitor. And then a couple of hours later, Jackie'd come back from a break and strike up another conversation with the janitor. And the janitor asked her what, what she was doing. And Jackie's like, oh, I'm on the final table of this big event. And the janitor was got, got so excited. So anyway, a few hours later, Jackie goes back and the janitor's there again and, and they strike up this conversation. And Jackie was just, just created this really strong bond with this lady in the bathrooms just because of the encouragement that the janitor was giving Jackie every time she would come in on the break. And anyway, Jackie's playing. I think they're down to about four people and Jackie knocks out a person and all Jackie can remember is she hears this lady screaming on the rail watching. Oh, yes, yes, just screaming her head off. And Jackie looks over and it was the janitor. <laughs> so Jackie's over giving her high fives and Jackie ends up coming second in the event and, and you know, did really well. But the janitor was one of Jackie's biggest fans at that stage, but the janitor didn't realise how much she gave Jackie in that moment, the support, the, the excitement, just the, that camaraderie that, that Jackie had with that janitor. Uh, it, was, it was phenomenal. So, you know, Jackie was just kept thinking about how grateful she was that this janitor was there supporting her and how much it was having a positive impact on, on Jackie's sort of journey. So, you know, it's, it goes back to the Lydia thing about just being true to yourself and it's the small things sometimes that, that mean the most. In the closing part of her letter, she said to that point that all of the things that are the business end of being a golfer will, yep. look, will look after themselves. Yeah. If you do those things, yep. the family, the fans – the people who help week in, week out at these tournaments, your fellow yeah. competitors, if you value yeah. them and appreciate them and respect them, yeah. the, all of the other things look after themselves. Yeah. The contracts come, the sponsorship yeah. will come, and it will all look fabulous. Yeah. And that, that was, to me, yeah. you know, a real, a real big takeaway that I think a lot of sportsmen in her position, professional sportsmen, yeah. should read, could read, yeah. and if they realise that, yeah, their behavior, yeah. Their behavior, they should start to behave in a way that will help them get great results, as you say. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, I know, you know, uh, I, I, I flicked that, that, uh, that letter that Lydia wrote. I sent that straight to Gabby Ruffles. I sent it to, you know, a, a yeah. half a dozen of my clients just to read over because it's such a powerful one. And I know Gabby with her US amateur victory last year, you know, gratitude was such an important state that helped her perform at her best. And, you know, Gabby uh, has got, the defence of that US Amateur Championship in two weeks' time. And I know during the week when I chat with her, gratitude is still going to be a real, real big one. And I spoke to Gab the other day in preparation for the Jacksonville Amateur, which she played a few days ago, which was an all-men's event. Um, and her goal, as it is for most, uh, most of the uh, tournaments, is to have a really good attitude um, and a really happy, relaxed, calm mindset. And whatever else happens, happens. You know, they're just, just that's her goal going into every event is have a really good attitude, you know, um, you know, present yourself well, have a really good happy mindset and a calm mindset and then the golf will take care of itself. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, 
it's just such a powerful, powerful process uh, that has so many flow-on effects that, that are going to help all of us play better golf, but more importantly, be in a much better state. If, now we're getting towards you know, the end, but if, if this is a new concept for someone or they've just come to it since listening to our you know, first 20 or so episodes, yeah. how would someone go away from this episode and go, you know what, Jamie, he's right, he's onto something and I need to put a practice in place where I can do this, I can hold myself accountable to it. Is there a, a process for practicing gratitude? You know, like I guess you maybe mentioned it before, you know, you've got the your drink and your cigar and all that sort of thing. Yep. Do you write any yep. notes? Is there yeah, yeah. What would you suggest so, that someone so starting look, on? Yeah, look, I mean the simplest one is just a simple gratitude journal, which is just at the end of the day, write down three things that you are happy for or happy with and grateful for. So happy with you know meaning three things that you are happy with that day. What things went well that day? What things and when I say went well, it might be a, a, a negative outcome, but you are happy with the lesson or the learning from that. You know, okay, I had 36 putts today, but I'm really grateful for the fact that with three holes to go, I think I found something that I'm going to go and work on that I, that I think I've been missing in my putting. So I don't want people to think gratitude is just this fluffy, positive, mm. airy, fairy space. It's, it's not. It, it, it's, it's full of honesty and and, and being realistic. So, but it's, it's appreciating what you, what you have or what you learned and, uh, and, and just, you know, writing those things down and looking forward to the next day. So, you know, just the, the simple one is, as I said, three things that you're grateful for and happy with from today uh, and do that seven day challenge is to do that and, and not repeat anything from one day to the last. Always find something new to be happy with and grateful for. Well, Jamie, I am happy and grateful for my time around the golf course today and some of the learnings from our podcast episodes that I was able to implement to have a better performance and something that I'll take into the next round of golf. I text my beautiful wife that I was very grateful for, for her and the things that she does uh, with and in our family. And you, my friend, I am grateful for the journey that you've allowed me to come on with you in this podcast. I do appreciate it and I'm learning a lot from partnering with you in this and there's only more great things to come. And it's doing this podcast that makes me look forward to the next podcast. And uh, so I appreciate that and I appreciate you. Thank, thank you, mate, and, and back at you. I'm, uh, I'm extremely grateful for... Uh for having you uh, as, a, as a co-host and, and kicking my bum to get this started. And I'm extremely grateful for the whole community that we've created, the, the people that have been on this journey with us, uh, the, the private Facebook group, the Mental Mastery of, of Golf private Facebook group. Just the whole community has just been wonderful and, uh, uh, and I'm excited to continue to build it and grow it and, um, you know, help uh, positively impact, you know, our, our, our followers and our viewers and listeners because, uh as we've said before, they being involved and, and they positively impact us so much. So, um, yeah, I hope everyone is staying safe, staying well and uh, and getting the opportunity to do what Roscoe did today and just spend some time out on the golf course and uh, and in your own little oasis and um, just, yeah, enjoy that uh, enjoy that moment. So um, I'm really missing my golf up here, unfortunately, but um, I'll, uh, I can't wait to get out there again soon. Mate, is there anything else we need to cover off in, uh, in this episode? 
No, I think uh, I think that's uh, I think that's about it. I really, you know, I really look forward to everyone's feedback on on implementing some gratitude processes in their in their day to day life and and into their golf and really, you know, look forward to their feedback. So um, please, everyone, you know, don't hesitate to share your feedback, whether it be on uh, the podcast or the Facebook page or Instagram or wherever you're connecting with us. Uh, please give us your feedback because we, uh, we we love to hear how it's all going. Tell us what you're grateful for. Maybe there's something we'd love to hear, hear from you with whatever's working, whatever you're doing, whatever you are grateful for, share it with us and uh, we'd really yeah. appreciate that. Jamie, yeah. thanks once again for your time on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. It's doing well. We'll keep going as long as you're happy to keep going, mate. Love it. Wouldn't stop for a million dollars. Excellent work, buddy. Well, thanks again. Jump over to the Facebook group. Jump over to iTunes, leave us a review, all of that nice stuff. If you are feeling grateful towards us, you could leave us a review. That would be a nice thing to do for us because it does help the podcast get into the ears of as many people as, as we can. Once again, thanks for joining us, and until next time we meet, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and head over to daretodream.com.au for exclusive access to the free video program, Eight Tips to an Unbreakable Mental Game. Join us next time on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. <laughs>